Hello and welcome back to Daily Business News with the latest business stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top business stories for Saturday, August 19th, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. Estee Lauder reported a loss of $33 million in the latest quarter, citing weakened sales in North America and slow recovery in its Asia travel retail business. The company's sales rose 1.3%, beating analysts' expectations, but it saw a 16% drop in net sales in Europe. Estee Lauder's full-year sales fell 10% to $15.91 billion, driven by a decline in skincare net sales in the Asia-Pacific region. Analysts expect sales to fall between 5% and 7% for the full fiscal year ahead. Data startup Cohesity is preparing for an initial public offering after raising $672.3 million in venture capital funding. The company recently hired a new chief financial officer and filed confidential paperwork in December 2021. The technology IPO window closed due to rising inflation and interest rates but there is hope that IPOs will return this fall. If successful, Cohesity's IPO could happen as early as 2024. In other news, private equity firms are turning to borrowed money to extract cash from the companies they control. This strategy, known as dividend recapitalization, aims to boost profits and please investors during a challenging time for selling assets. The market for dividend recapitalizations has started to show signs of life, with more companies controlled by private equity using borrowed money to make payments to their owners. Meanwhile, real estate firm The Related Buys, led by billionaire Stephen Ross, has purchased a site in West Palm Beach, Florida, for a luxury condo development called South Flagler House. The purchase price was $195 million and the company will lead the development of two 28-story towers connected at a base lined with stepped gardens. Luxury condo prices in the area have surged as inventory shrinks, with buyers paying a median of $2.05 million in the second quarter. Construction is expected to start next year. Next, Walmart CEO John David Rainey discussed the retail giant's second quarter earnings, highlighting the company's growth in e-commerce. Walmart topped the Fortune 500 for the 11th year in a row, with total revenue growing by 5.7% and e-commerce sales increasing by 24%. Rainey also mentioned the company's plans to remodel stores and create a new ambiance. He emphasized the importance of forecasting customer demand and predicted that Walmart will be better prepared for future demand. In Kentucky, the Health Department has created a legislative task force to study the state's Certificate of Need requirements. The task force will determine whether these requirements help or hurt Kentuckians. The Institute for Justice has reviewed data showing that cons do more harm than good, and several states have rolled them back in recent years. Meanwhile, Kenneth Traub, CEO and Director of American Rare Earths, has been appointed to the company's Board of Directors. Traub has over 30 years of experience driving strategic, financial, operational, and governance improvements. 
American Rare Earths aims to become a top supplier of rare earth elements and expand its presence in the United States. NTT Research CEO Michael Sutter has released a report on the market for digital twins, which is forecasted to be valued at $11.51 billion in 2023. Sutter explains that a twin requires the parameters of a physics-based model and can be compared to an individual's health records. The aim of adopting digital twins is to simulate a system and gain a better understanding to support decision-making. Also, over 70 venture funds have signed an open letter denouncing a lawsuit against the Fearless Fund, an Atlanta-based fund focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. The lawsuit claims that the fund operates a racially discriminatory program. The letter highlights the underfunding of funds focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and funds managed by underrepresented talent compared to their peers. Lastly, the Panama Canal is experiencing a traffic jam of ships due to a shortage of transits caused by water conservation measures. Over 200 ships are currently waiting to transit, leading to delays and rerouting. The canal's authorities have cut transits to conserve water, and the drought is expected to impact revenue by around $200 million next year. The canal has hired the United States Army Corps of Engineers and allocated $2 billion to divert additional rivers into the canal to address the issue. Our top business stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, Daily Lifestyle News, and Daily World News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.